Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Christmas is coming and the Football Ramble and Audible.co.uk would like to give you a present. Be it I Partridge, We Need to Talk About Alan by Alan Partridge or The Lost World by Michael Crichton, you can claim a free audiobook on us. To claim it, just go to audible.co.uk slash footballramble and sign up for a free one-month trial with no obligation to continue. Merry Christmas. It's Christmas! Merry Christmas to each and every one of you listening to this. My name is Marcus, <laughs> you're listening to the Football Ramble. I've got Jim to my left. Hello. Pete's opposite me. I'm on the at the Butcher Gate. And Luke is to my right. Alright. Nice to have you back, Lukey. Thank you, nice to be back. Great stuff. You were about to say something, Pete. I just slag him off a bit. <laughs> Continue. There'll be ample opportunity later, I'm sure. Yeah, there will. Happy Christmas, everyone. Worth pointing out, Pete's just cut his tongue on a Sharpie. Yeah. So. It's a kind of pen for people who don't have sharpies Ryan, Ryan Giggs was asked <laughs> what he would buy Sir Alex Ferguson for Christmas he said what would I buy the manager he likes singing around the place so maybe a karaoke <laughs> machine for when he gets home so he's yeah. singing there rather than at the training ground Jim. Fanta, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder what he sings it's In- that wit that's fueled such a long and healthy career <laughs> <laughs> it's very odd though isn't it that on and off away. On on the pitch, yeah. On oh, the pitch. up Gangnam Style. <laughs> is that Alex Ferguson doing mm. Gangnam Style? Yes, it well, is. Um, Brian Clark Meta. was famously another another one who used to love, love a sing song. Oh, yeah. didn't he? Used to used to be uh, Sinatra. Sinatra, Frank Sinatra mm. in the office and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay then. If you had to buy a Premier <laughs> really League manager, <laughs> a Premier League manager, we'll do it my way. <laughs> <laughs> a Christmas present. I'm which, the best New York. Which well. manager would you buy for, and what would you get Marcus, him? Get them in all the way. <laughs> didn't happen when you weren't here. No. Rain us in, Marcus. I Jim, dare you. Jim, answer the question. Well, sure right, enough, to Lukey. Um, I would get uh, <laughs> Sam Allardyce mm. uh, a onesie. Gravy. Oh, that'd be a onesie. Oh, right, yeah. That's made entirely of some sort of bib material. <laughs> uh, because it, again, you know, coming back to gravy, as you mentioned it, I imagine gravy <laughs> sort of splashback <laughs> is a big, big problem. For Allardyce. And oh, yeah. Christmas dinner in the Allardyce house is going to be a big thing, isn't it? I imagine they put away the usual dinner trough and have like a sort of special pit. <laughs> Um, for the golden pit, I think about a pit that they put him down. <laughs> well, well, he'll go in it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so basically, if he's got this onesie, he can just sort of swim around in his dinner because <laughs> there'll be so much of it and so much gravy, <laughs> and it'll be sort of heat proof as well. Probably get him a mask. So, so much gravy would be Sam Allardyce's yeah. band. I mean, yeah, I don't know how he's gonna. <laughs> I don't know how he's gonna stand the temperatures, but he won't mind. It sounds a bit like Science of the Lambs. This. <laughs> there'll be lamb involved. Yeah, yeah. It's like maybe Too don't, much don't you have like a bird within a bird within a bird? Don't, oh, don't they try and do that? that yeah. But it'd be like a, a trough within a trough within a trough <laughs> until the trough's so small it's like sucking food out of a smarty tube in a sewer. Mm. 
Could you, he now he's at West Ham. Could you see him having jelly deals? And all oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think he stops to taste things. <laughs> <laughs> jelly makes it slide down quicker. Is that right? Yeah. Is um, that what it's for? Melting the gravy. Okay, so Sam Allardyce and, and what Jim said. Uh, Pete. Uh, can I buy something for Alex Ferguson? Yes. Like a second present? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I was thinking of getting him like a nice bottle of Chilean Merlot. Mm. He'll start to drink it because he loves his red wine. Yeah, oh yeah. And um, it'll actually be farmer's red diesel and it'll burn <laughs> his mouth off. He won't be able to sing and also no more hair dryer treatment as well. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be fire breathing treatment. Yeah. yeah I, thought I'd sta- I, thought, I thought I'd end the, you know, the, the start the show and indeed end the year with uh, an old man's burnt mouth. So, uh, <laughs> Merry well, Christmas. Uh, typical. I mean, Allardyce would get a burnt mouth in my one as well if he wasn't careful. Yeah. So. No, 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 because... Uh, well, um, no, but he's built up a resistance. <laughs> through. <Yeah. laughs> also, though, there would be some kind of fan system which Richard O'Brien would start I before mean, he just, jumped in. Just saying it's odd that we've had two burnt mouths so far. <laughs> yeah. we, used to, anyway, Luke, we didn't even talk to each other before this. Luke. We don't, generally. Uh, rough, <laughs> it it comes to something one. where I have to look to you, Luke, for a bit I'm of sanity. I'm roughly trying to think of one that involves a burnt mouth. I was going to go a little bit more friendly. Uh-huh. And say so I'll get uh, Chris Hutton a nice bottle of champagne. Yeah, yeah, yeah well yeah. done, son. Yeah, the manager um, of the month competition. What a run they're on, mm-hmm. playing well. Um, uh, from what I can make out, the fixture list looks like a little bit more unkind to them. So mm. over over the festive period, mm. so maybe take stock, smell the roses in the garden, have a glass of champagne. Mm. Yeah, give give and a glass. Give to, up. Give a glass to Sir Alex. <laughs> <laughs> cool his mouth down a bit. Uh, yeah. And uh, no, just no, just enjoy it. Not give up. Just enjoy it. So they're like seventh or eighth now. Doing very well. So they ain't, ain't going to go down from there, are they? Chris Hutton bottle of champagne. Yeah. Mm. Delia's probably average compared to what the other two said. Well, I just thought we needed to get back to a bit of normality back. Just saying right. as well, Delia's probably going to get him a better one. She, yeah. oh, she'll get him a lovely bottle it, of champagne. And it'll yeah. be slathered in mustard, so another burnt mouth for the <laughs> manager. I'd get Sir Alex Ferguson uh, a linesman's flag, so he can actually officially make the, the decisions. Why is he going to burn his mouth on that? Yeah. Idiot. Laced with acid. Stupid answer. Why is Alex Ferguson getting so many presents? Wish you didn't turn up. Um... Uh, I've got the points. <laughs> um, uh, let's go on to the Premier League. <laughs> Where Queen's Park Rangers won a game. Yay. Oh, the first one of the season. And Tarat with two goals. What about the second one, Jim? Bloody oh, hell beautiful. fire. Absolutely here, beautiful. Here is the bell for QPR. <laughs> they won a game. Yeah, I've told you you're not allowed that. No, yeah. it doesn't stay on the table. It <laughs> stays yeah. over there. The bell there ends. You go. <laughs> um, this is the last show of the year, gentlemen. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a beautiful goal, wasn't it? Proper, like, it was a, a flash git special. Yes. But to be able to put it off was <laughs> Effortless, wonderful. effortless. Mm. When he plays like that, he's, he's absolutely delightful. Yeah, so that... often he's effortless in the wrong way. Mm. Yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's, is that the red nap effect? Well, yeah, it, it literally is, isn't it? It really because, is. Um, well, he's moved in sort of in the middle, playing him just behind the striker, much more effective. Because Mark Hughes seemed to play him quite out on the left. Of the well, that's because Warnock did. Well, he did pick him. And, 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 and I've heard, like, under Warnock, apparently, and t- on Tuesdays at training at QPR Warnock used to say to Tarrat Adele right do you want to get yourself off now I'll see you Saturday because apparently yeah. he's so disruptive yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you maybe only get like an hour out of him because he's so unfit but, but they when used he's to play good, he's good but when he was over in the championship they played a 4-3-3 with him on the left yeah, he doesn't even yeah. have to try in the championship does he no of course not and if he, if he came back in he would get a fine if he came back into um, the QPR half yeah. oh really yeah just stay up there okay right so you're, you're there for goals hang on what, what about for like corners why no. would he be allowed well, to Well, okay, maybe, be, maybe that might okay. be the exception. Right. I'd love that. It'd Imagine be hard that. to police. <laughs> it wouldn't yeah. be, yeah. yeah. Warnock would do it, though. <laughs> um, but it was a fabulous win, though. They, they looked pretty good. Mm. Um, I think the, the really um, interesting thing was when it went. Um, 
Fulham got their goal back um, in injury time the panic that set in in QPR's <laughs> players you could see it on all of them Sean yeah, Wright yeah. Phillips almost like in tears on the bench like <laughs> it's happening again <laughs> but they rode it out I love, I love the very idea of a player being so mentally fragile that when they get a goal back they, they actually cry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Arsenal I've seen Arsenal do it yeah. Rob, uh, Rob Green played really really he well did, he did really saying. early on there was a quite tight quick cross and he just full stretch just grabbed it and brought it to his chest lovely and that really set his stall out if he had dropped that yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He's be a, and he's yeah, liable to do that long, <laughs> but the other thing is is that the red nap effect <laughs> <laughs> Tarat will be key for them but the problem is I think they might, they're about to lose him to the African Cup of Nations aren't yeah. they he'll go with Morocco I think, well, has he right. actually agreed to do that I know he was um, well, kind of weighing the, it up well the um, the latest I've heard is that he's probably going to be called up and he will mm. go so I, I mean I, I suppose he could change his mind that's down to red nap isn't it I suppose indeed it is if there's one man Mm. Who can lock someone in but the house? They've needed this. They've needed this so much, haven't they? <laughs> they've needed a win to, to sort of bond them as a squad and go. Right, this is what we do now. This is our platform to build on. Because until you get that, it's just disappointment after disappointment. And yeah, they've all got to be questioning well, we're, we're, what we're doing here. We're, we're Especially against like down, rivals surely. as well. Yeah, but when you get that little bit of momentum and you realise you can do it. But Red that was almost saying, wasn't now. it? There was no point going for a draw. We might. Yeah. There's no point playing any sort of sort of trying to shore it up or anything like mm. that against anyone because we need to win so badly. Well, they've yeah. had a few points. A couple of them away from home. Which are, are confidence boosters, not losing, and um, you get Fulham out. Fulham aren't doing very well at all, are they? Very yeah. little concentration at the back, really, yeah. really strange. But QB, QB, I've got, they're, they're, going to, they're away at Newcastle next, aren't yes. they? So uh, it's going to be tough for them. Is, I'm uh, glad they've got the win out the way. To be fair, see what they're searching for the win goal. Well, you, yes. you wonder, you wonder, like, cause I'm just going to fix this now. Then they're at home to West Brom, then at home to Liverpool, then away to Chelsea. So it's not getting it much easier for them. So that no. was so important to get that win. And, and everyone's talking about how they're a write-off and how they're definitely going to get relegated. But with that one win, they're off the bottom. I mean, mm. I know Reading play Arsenal yeah. at the time of recording, so we don't know how they're going to get on. But I mean, they're not too far away. They're five points adrift or something like that. Mm. So it's yeah. not too bad. It's been done. Absolutely, absolutely. Sheffield United were in exactly the same situation and they finished 13th in the end and honestly all, 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 all um, sort of personal prejudice aside if you could pick one manager in the Premier League to keep them up it would be red now there's mm, no absolutely. one else you choose you wouldn't pick anyone else at all bar none mm. so they've got the right manager in there and they've got loads of players and they've got a transfer window those three things uh, are going to be going to make sure I think they'll be okay. There's your reasons, doubters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, ooh, uh, well, you mentioned they're, they're playing Newcastle. They lost at home three-one to Manchester City. City were excellent in the first half. Mm. Should have been a few more up. But then Newcastle did play well, didn't they, Pete? I really enjoyed. Did they the match. do well? I really enjoyed the match. It was fun. <coughs> uh, Newcastle had a couple of spells where I really pinned them back. Man City looked a bit daft at the back as well. It was really, did, really yeah. strange. I think the CC miss was kind of key for Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah, Alex Matthew would have scored that. He's yeah. damn right. He Anita played well. <coughs> yeah, quick. Looked quick when he when he was yeah. uh, covering for Colacini's slow legs. Because you sort of <laughs> feared, you sort of feared for him. Because I wondered if he was ever going to make the adjustment, but he seems to sort of be doing. Well, he was, he was kind of sat. Everyone sort of thought he was going to be replacing Tiote when he um, you know shuffles shuffles away. But uh, <laughs> you know, it turns out he's not really that sort of player. He's kind of like more like a, he's slightly more forward. He's a little bit more pacey. He kind of fills in for Kabai a lot like mm. when Perch Perch fills in for. In. Yeah, he, he looks really, really good. Well, should, should Newcastle play Bar and CC up front, one behind the other? What, what, what no, Newcastle should, should sell Bar to Arsenal. We all know. <laughs> okay, right. What should they, they do? Should, Pete? I, Bar, I Bar was shameless. Sorry, Bar was shameless of that today in the press. Uh, Arsenal know the situation. They know my release clause. We just have to wait and see. Yeah, <laughs> but I think, but I think that's not. I think that's coming from a lot of like Arsenal forums and stuff. Yeah. I'm almost certain. That well, it's, it's obvious, like sort of, you know. Just amateur detective work, that's isn't it? Bar's got the release the clause. Dream. Arsenal seemingly need a striker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and um, everyone needs a release striker. Exactly. Big news: um, Newcastle have also cancelled their Christmas party, haven't they? They have. Yeah, party have said it's not fitting. Few people have done that, and QPR. QPR, QPR yeah, as well. Yeah, fair enough. Newcastle haven't been that bad, though, have they? 
It's not yes. Avocado. <laughs> but, but it's not. Nece- I would argue it's not necessarily the um, the, the players' faults. I think um, some of the decisions. Like, Christmas came too early. Telling, really. telling Sammy Amiobi will turn up anyway. <laughs> yeah. On his own for ages. Sammy Amiobi is having a Christmas party every day of his life. Exactly. Yeah, right, right. In his onesie, he'll be at the bar with his onesie, literally wondering where everyone is. <laughs> still hey guys, what's going still on? Still having a brilliant time. Tweeting hashtag lol. This is brilliant party. <laughs> 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 So yeah, Pete, you were actually making a serious point before that got derailed, yeah. or was it? Bar and I didn't like, I didn't yeah. like that, front. <laughs> that front. Bar and I think it's one of the things where I think you got um, who is more invested in the club, probably Cissé. So you need, so you need to find someone to play with Cissé rather than the other way around. I think that's, mm. I think that's fair to say. But again, when Cissé looks bad, he looks really bad. Yeah. He's got that Andy Cole kind of look about him where like, <laughs> if he misses, it's like, oh, you've really fucked. Yeah, up. He's, <laughs> he had a chance. And he's offside a lot of the time as well. He had a chance against City, which he really snatched up, put over mm. the bar. And you remember thinking back in the back in the day when he first signed, he <coughs> yeah, put that away. That but you know, they, yeah. these things happen to strikers. You know, you can have a, you can have a half a season off if he starts firing again in January. Yeah. They're both All there. They're, bo- they're both not there for the um, African Cup of Nations, comp- uh, of course, because. Um, they didn't qualify, but no. um, we're losing Tiote across for a month. So. Tiote um, was, was <coughs> like that player you have in your seven-side team that just shoots from anywhere. Yeah, but like people actually actively campaign for him to shoot more when he scored like one goal from that like kind yeah, of I area remember it well. I guess <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal and you know precious little other than that Jim would you reckon that um, Wenger would be tempted just to uh, chuck a little shamak sweetener <laughs> into the Denver bar deal into the Denver bar did they announce that today how much they, he spent on Jovino it was like something 12 million like 8 million I think oh, it was, it was 8 million yeah. okay right yeah. still it's 8 million pounds <laughs> for Jovino <laughs> if you take like a second to take this about the sort of Football sphere and think about how much eight million pounds actually is. Yeah, staggering. Yeah. Calling it. <laughs> yeah, you, you end up killing yourself. You, you don't. Want, you can't think of those numbers with that sort of player. It's unbelievable. Mm. Well, let's not. Let's go back to some lower numbers. And it was another three-one <laughs> in the Premier League, and it was Aston Villa. That's significant. That's who's, thirty-one. Who's, who, who got three goals at Anfield? Oh, that was so brilliant. Liverpool's won. Yeah, Liverpool's won. What a win! What a bloody win! Now Villa. What a back heel. <laughs> What about Ben Teke was absolutely mm, superb. He was, yeah. We talked about Villa um, not had the best of, of seasons so far. Recently they've, they've, they've done okay, but Liverpool have had a couple of good results. You'd have looked at that and thought that's a home win. Absolutely. But no. Well, it started like, looking like it was going to be a home win. Villa yeah. were all over the place at the back, but they just shored it up. They just they they woke up. Obviously they're getting sort of they're getting used to getting. The, you're getting used to playing badly mm. and uh, uh, sort of identifying how it's happening yeah. during the matches. It was um, they just they stepped it up so brilliantly. They just, it was three it, great it, goals. Yeah, they were yeah. magnificent goals. Really, really they brilliant to watch. But it was sort of half an hour, yeah, very much so. But it was reminiscent of um, how Lambert had Norwich playing last season, yeah, yeah. just on the deck, knocking it around. It's really just going to take him a bit of time. As soon as, they, as soon as they get a bit more experience in them, I and mean, Benteke she looks like a really good all-round striker. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same. There's four teams in the Premier League having this, which is Liverpool under Rodgers, Norwich under Hughton, L- uh, Villa under. Lambert and Swansea and allowed it. So sort of they're all kind of coming together under their new manager styles because it takes a while. Yeah, I think I, d- I didn't. I know. I know. Villa does have a lot of credit. I mean. <coughs> Because even now, even with the state sort of Liverpool have been in recently, in very much a transitional phase, mm. it's still going to Anfield. It's difficult to go and win, win there, you know. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, although Liverpool were poor last season at home, they didn't lose that many games. They just didn't win that many. Mm. And so it's, it's still a big thing for a young pro to go to Anfield. I imagine to try and win. So it's a big to go three nil up there as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I maintain though, by the way, that I mean Liverpool aren't going to have a transfer window as quiet as they did in August in January they're going to sign players yeah. and they're certainly going to sign a striker and as soon as they can sign a striker who can actually put a pair of scoring boots mm. on they're going to do a lot better let's they, talk of Sturridge okay. isn't um, he would, I mean he'd be a great signing for them he'd be perfect yeah. really would 
because I'm a big fan of Sturridge I just think he needs to play if he, if he plays through the middle consistently and, is, and knows at the back of his mind that he gets five or six games whatever happens he's in the team yeah. he'll start finally and, and really the difference well. between, the, between Liverpool and the teams around them in the, in, in the league uh, they can attract players just from their name always, not even, always not especially from overseas especially from yeah. overseas yeah. We're still with David Vera as well, which I think is inc- unlikely. But you know, yeah. clearly the the wheels are in motion for them. I, 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 I mean, at least when it's a team, it's a team like Liverpool, and again, like I said, they're in the transitional phase. David Vera is going like, to look at them and go, "Well, they've won the European Cup five yeah. times. I'm it's, 31 it's, now. It's a decent draw. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I saw Liverpool Villa <coughs> most of it anyway. I, I didn't think I wasn't that fearful for Liverpool after that game because they've been playing okay. Mm. They had that one defeat against Spurs, but mm. other than that, they've had a couple of wins. I think they're going to be all right. I really they do. did really well against West Ham to dig, dig in and get that win. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, because they went behind. Didn't they? And they pulled it back absolutely. Mm. Liverpool is a good draw. Um, another draw in the Premier <laughs> League was Stoke City one, Everton one. Jim, mm. um, a lot of violence in that game. There was a hell of a lot of violence, uh, all from Fellaini on um, Shawcross. I mean, he really wanted he, to do he, it, like, didn't he? He just like almost gradually beat him up. Yeah, he, I mean, he, the, the first headbutt was um, was a real proper one. And then yeah, uh, not, none of your sort of football sort of like you know he's forehead rubbing. It yeah. was an actual. You know, nut. He I, cracked I, him I genuinely it. think Fellaini expected to be sent off for it because what do you say after that? Yeah, he's the man who's marking you. So, so you, you both know what mm. you've just done. Yeah. <laughs> you've just you've got, got to have a conversation with them for the rest of the match. Going, you just headbutted yeah. me, yeah. and they didn't say you're going to get in big trouble. I think he probably just thought, oh, I've got to keep doing this now. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe he just thought. Oh, I'm I'm immune. I'm a, I'm allowed to just hit this guy. <laughs> no, oh, the rules see. have changed. I've got an invisibility ring. It I, was strange. I, I found his like apology really strange as well. He's like, "What can I say? I lost my temper." Well, you didn't lose your temper. You did it about four different times. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. like a flash flashpoint yeah. incident. Those forty-minute r- <laughs> you lost rage your temper moment. For to be fair, though, <laughs> like players had their arms around Fellaini from like the first minute. It's going to be a difficult game, isn't it? But it, the, 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 what annoys me is Fellaini's one of those one of the few players in the Premier League in any league in the yeah. world. Who can actually play when there's someone who's armed around? Because he's so important. He can play wearing a cupboard. <laughs> that man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd like to see it. One, one of the um, one of the biggest problems. We, you know, it's difficult for referees at the moment, and and it will get even more difficult for them because the game's faster and all that sort of stuff. But one of the reasons it's difficult is because players consistently try and referee the game themselves. Mm. And, if, and and that's a classic example of that. You can't. And I'm not saying he's saying this, but he did sort of make a sort of mealy-mouthed apology. He didn't sort of say, "Oh, I'm sorry for doing this. It was stupid. I don't know why I did it." He was, like, "Oh, I lost my temper for a bit." And you can't use the excuse that someone's got his arms around you for doing that. I mean, you, you've got to let the referee referee the game. And you've got to carry on with it. Moyes' stance was good, though. Yeah, well, he's got three match yeah, penalty flame now. He's, so he's, he's, he's effectively got what he would have got if he got sent off of Van Conda, which yeah, is three yeah. games. Well, what I think is um, total bollocks is what people are saying <laughs> in the press, which is it's Fellaini agitating for a move. Trying to make his position untenable, a like, mental way. Yeah, of doing I've never, never seen that before. Mind you, work for Joey Barton though. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, but there yeah. is talk of Joey's Lauren to himself. <laughs> There's talk of what Moyes. I think people are saying is that because Moyes is so good at doing this sort of thing, where he sells a player on for a big amount of money, then reinvests it in several new players. I think that's maybe what people are saying he's going to do because Chelsea mm. are after him apparently. And they talk, they've, they've talked to like thirty million or something. So, yeah. well, now with I don't know how true it is, but that but that really is um, an option for a manager like Moyes at a club um, like Everton be, with the staggering amounts of money with Manchester City and Chelsea, most notably in the Premier League. Mm. You can sell a player like well, Fellaini. I mean, Fellaini's probably worth. Oh, you don't know what he's worth nowadays. Yeah, but how much so he, was he signed for? 12, 15 million? No, 15 million it was. They did sign him for a lot. He signed yeah. a five year contract last year as well. Mm. Yeah, okay. but, but you can, you could get 30 million for him or something yeah, of course. like that, which of course is. Well, um, what I did with Rodwell, and Rodwell's mm. how he played. They might yeah. as well loan Rodwell back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. 
Why not, eh? Right, let's move on to the Championship. We've been there for a little while, but we're going there now. And Cardiff sensationally got beaten by uh, Peterborough at home. 2-1. The bottom of the league side beat the top of the league side. Cardiff still two points clear, but... Typical Red Dragons. <laughs> That's an incredible result, though, isn't it? It is. It really we, got, is. We, got, we got told off for uh, belittling the red shirts when they used to be the Bluebirds last week. Did oh. we? Yeah. By who? Um, some Cardiff fans said that we shouldn't belittle the fact they've had their shirts oh. changed from blue to red. But we, we, we were very much on the fans. side of Cardiff. <laughs> yeah, no, we yeah, exactly. it quite extensively back in the day. Who so said that? Some Cardiff fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, the posh. Yeah. The posh got Darren uh, Ferguson. I'll tell you what. I'm, t- I'm, I'm pleased they got a result. It's a great. Uh, it's a great win for them at Cardiff. Yeah. Cardiff had won ten out of ten, hadn't they before that? Hundred mm. percent home record. Ferguson in the post match though, <laughs> he was so smart. <laughs> he said. He actually said, given that his team are bottom of the table, mm. he actually said. Um, I just had a little feeling we were going to win today, you know. A little week to the press. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. bet you did. I bet you did every week, but you're bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to say that now. I've had that feeling for a wee while. <laughs> yeah. Ar- arrogance does not look good on that face. And it's been, Nothing r- it's looks been good wrong. <laughs> it's been wrong every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is hottening up in the Championship. Um, with, with Hull City 2, Huddersfield 0. Hull are three points off the top in fourth. Mm. That means uh, Palace, who dropped uh, points away at Birmingham, uh, are. Um, the Wardrobe scored in that game. Oh, yeah. did he? Yeah, Papa Bubba Diop. Yeah. I thought he annoyed me because he didn't score a single goal for Portsmouth in about four seasons. Yeah. <laughs> he scored Ken- his debut. Was that his debut? I think it might have been his full debut. I'm not sure. Birmingham. And Kenwyn Johns uh, scored at the weekend as well. First in about 450 <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, Birmingham. I don't think Jones has played much, to be fair to him. No, we're in the Championship as well. No, we're going back, we'll back to the Prem. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Tough days. We've promoted <laughs> ourselves. Birmingham. Funny season, haven't they? They were doing okay at the start. They're way down in 19th. No good for the second city. Um, uh, Middlesbrough beat Wolves 2-0 Borough keeping up the pressure on Cardiff are in third 41 points so did, you, did you see the uh, post-match for? interview with Solbach and he was pissed off like was he believe. Oh, yeah, and he's a man with a bloody pacemaker as well I would not want to anger that man but you can imagine him getting angry at every little thing <laughs> he's the type of guy he's Who's never this? Um, yeah, he's yeah. the type of guy who who, who doesn't experience um, happy emotions. Sort of sort of normal, average. <laughs> if like there is, there is, there is an awful lot of room down the bottom. <laughs> There's a hint of the T1000 about him, yeah. isn't there? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> he's, not, he's not doing that well. Henningberg's not doing very well. I think he's won one game at Blackburn. Yeah, same as Rednap. He didn't want to give me Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, let's go to League One. Um, where Tranmere um, drew uh, 0-0 with Sheffield United this is the one Goose we've eggs. all been waiting for isn't it yes. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and a big win for Coventry away to Doncaster for one which is quite surprising but 6 points separate 1st and 10th in uh, in League 1 which is absolutely staggering making it the most exciting league below the Championship in all of England but in 10th that 6 points off the top are Creepy Crawley who are about to be uh, turned over big time on Boxing Day by Pompey at Frampton Pompey how <laughs> Pompey getting on rubs yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Shit. I didn't look They got a ten, got a ten point uh, deduction in the post as well. Okay. We'll come out of admin, so that'll we'll be. Does that happen every year now? Yes, yeah. I told you it's a golf <laughs> handicap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, right. Um, uh, before we go um, abroad, let's talk about Bradford City, who uh, knocked Arsenal out in the quarter final of the League Cup. They've invited Diana Ross to the club for some penalty training. After their um, penalty shootout win against Arsenal, gracious, just gracious winners. Yeah, gracious winners. Is, is this some kind of PR stunt? Yeah, looks to me like a PR stunt by the Capital One Cup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which uh, let's be honest, is never going to catch on. Capital <laughs> One Cup. Do you have any thoughts on the quarterfinals? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've just given up. I've to the league. Given up. To the league, Jim. Let's go to the league in Spain. It's warmer there. Where Real Madrid have lost the league. They drew at home with Espanyol two two and. Uh, 
and, and that's it Jose said pretty much didn't he so are they just not going to play their other games yeah well, well <laughs> I don't see the point he confronted a journalist um, after I heard about this yeah the journalist said but that wasn't it like they locked the guy in a room like six Real Madrid officials and Jose Mourinho yeah, or am I just making that and up and the Emperor and Darth Vader <laughs> <laughs> and King Kong um, uh, the, 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 the ra- uh, there was a radio <laughs> host well I just thought I'd uh, spice it up a bit um, there was a adding a giant ape got that big griller in it <laughs> can't move hottening it up a bit yeah. he gets results though Stinks of bananas. Um, oh, yeah. uh, a radio host in Spain. He said uh, um, the, the goalkeeper, <laughs> the, goalkeeper, the goalkeeper coach at Real Madrid, apparently listens in to the players' conversations in the dressing room and reports back to Jose. And Jose was like, oh, "That's not what happens. And if it did, it's none of your business." Testing, testing, one, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, can you say that again? No, we can't. Yeah. But yeah, pop it a bit. <laughs> um, but it, it was um, uh, Madrid versus uh, the, the city of Barcelona all round because Barcelona beat uh, Atletico Madrid four one. Messi up for up to ninety goals for the year, but what a goal from Falcao to get it going! Oh, mm. Big balls, and, and, and big they, balls. They played well. That's at, yeah, well, they, they, they didn't Falcao hit the post after about eight or nine minutes, yeah. and then you thought it's yeah. on. It's on. Had them on those ropes, and then uh, Adriano scored an absolute beauty. Absolute. Yeah. Indeed, <laughs> what I find really interesting, um, it's becoming clearer and clearer, or this is happening more and more regularly. When if, if someone scores against either Real Madrid or Barcelona, it tends to be that uh, the balls come over the top, and they are absolutely busting a gut <laughs> to get in behind the defenders, yeah. and they yeah. get that goal. And it seems to be like that's the only way to score against them: just nick a chance. Mm. They well, completed football. Carved them open a few times, mm. but the, th- that was definitely the case with um, with the Espanol goal, the first goal I think, mm. where he rifled it. See, in, even in Europe, mm. with Barcelona in particular. But um, the the, um, the Adriano goal was like you could just see both of them. They doubled up on him. Yeah. Like, Turn on the other side, stop the cross. Well, I can't believe he's done that. <laughs> You'd be so annoyed if you're a fullback. There. I don't even know what position this guy plays. <laughs> I don't think anyone does. How has he done this? Yeah. It's one of those glorious goals that dips. He's hit it higher and wider than the goal. Mm. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Just in the nick of time, Jim. Yeah, Just he knew what he was doing. Oh. But even I mean, it comes to something when even the second best team in the league, Atletico Madrid, can't maintain any sort of intensity against Barcelona. Yeah. It's hard at the new Camp. I know, and we all know that. But they started off really, really well. And if Falcao put that chance where he hit the post, the inside of the post, if they had gone 2 0 up, it mm. might have been a different story. Yeah, it's not been a game this season so far where Messi's um, only scored once. That's right, he scores two, 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 two. It's none, two or three. He was at fault for the <laughs> first for the Atletico Madrid goal, wasn't he? He got robbed of possession. Yeah, it's, it's over. Yeah, <laughs> he's peaked. Get him on the national Rubbish. team. Well, he's, got nine, he's got ninety for the year, but there are claims from <laughs> Zambia that um, it's not his record anymore, or not anymore. Sorry, back in the day, the, um, Godfrey Chilatu. Uh, Chitalu, sorry, um, has the the record for the most goals in a calendar year. Yeah. Not Messi, 107, I think it was. This guy um, was one of the players that died in that um, Zambian plane crash mm-hmm. uh, off the coast of um, Western Africa. Mm. But yeah, that's what they claim. I mean, I, to be honest, I, I would question Zambian goal scoring records. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd question uh, the quality in the league <laughs> compared to who Messi scored against. I suppose. Yeah. So there you go, people. FIFA have kind of refused to ratify either record, so they're not. Yeah. Yeah. They've knocked off for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Let off uh, Bin Hamam. That's their done. That's their work done for Christmas now. Yeah. There we go. Let's go to league. <laughs> <laughs> PSG are top on goal difference. Yeah. With Leon and Marseille on thirty-five points, so they beat Leon one-nil. Great win. Do you hear Zlatan was kicking off because apparently they wouldn't let him park in um, uh, a place that was reserved for technical staff in, in a fountain. What? Yeah. What? Well, they they park there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm on his side on this one. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fucking poor. Technical <laughs> staff. What does that mean? Like referees and stuff? Or no, I think it was at the club. I think just right. coaches probably. I suppose. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm sure. I assume all the players get their own parking space, do they? Mm. He, he, he probably just drove two cars in that day. Yeah. 
Something like that. I just, he just wanted truck. to test the rules. <laughs> like, what rule have I not broken? What's the pettiest thing I can find? I, I don't know, Jim. You threw me there because I was thinking, how are we going to link this to South America? Let's go to South America. <laughs> Spotless. <laughs> good, good one, mate. Um, uh, uh, the Copa Americana was abandoned between Sao Paulo and Tigre. Tigre from Argentina. Uh, it was the second leg, um, and uh, Sao Paulo were quite comfortably in front. Um, until all hell broke loose there was a bit of a brawl Tigre said that uh, police pulled guns on their players uh, after the brawl and then they refused to continue the match after um, after said brawl happened and they were in the dressing room for about three hours or something like that so the game was given to Sao Paulo but they, the they celebrated it like it was a legitimate win though yeah they did yeah well, the Sao Paulo president, um, oh, this uh, is funny. Juvenel uh, Juvencio, said they were they were going to lose by a big score. Our biggest victory is the fact that the Argentinians ran away. <laughs> I mean, anywhere else in the world, you think, yeah, this won't be the end of this. This will be investigated. Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly confident yeah. this is the end of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Lucas Moura's last game for Sao Paulo before yeah. he goes to uh, PSG. Bit different. Well, yeah. out with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've, uh, there are stories of like previous games where police have used like. Like tear gas on players like, on the pitch during oh, sort I've of definitely seen, and stuff. I mean, I've definitely seen this player in South America be sent off and refuse to go, and the police have come off and arrested him <laughs> to get him off the pitch. I've seen that happen. Imagine if that happened here. <laughs> you just, I'm you off simply it. can't. Yeah. Mm. Whenever I hear Tigre, I always think of La Tigre, the band. Yeah. TKO, hearing on the radio. Remember those guys? Yeah. Decepticon. Decepticon. Shall I tell you about Dunga? Yes. Yeah, well, I'm he's so been appointed excited. coach of uh, Internacional, his first job since Brazil uh, in 2010. He said the Internacional job is like the Brazil job. You do not go when you want, you go when you are called. It's like any job, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's like jury service. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he started and, and ended his career in uh, Internacional, didn't mm. he? Old uh, Dopey. Dopey Dopes. Yeah. Nice to see him back, do you think? Oh, I'd love to see a roll neck if he's going to bring a roll neck out. <laughs> <laughs> and his military haircut. Yeah. It, doesn't his daughter design his clothes? Mm. Yeah. She'll yeah, have a new range out. That's probably what this is all about. We talked about that quite in detail during the World Cup, didn't we? Yeah. That was like one of our tactical analyses of one of the Brazil games. <laughs> Dopey <laughs> Dunga's uh, daughter. That doesn't, that doesn't sound like <laughs> the football round ball. Dunga is a. T- I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a big. I'm a man who puts a lot of um, stock in in how managers dress themselves, and Dunga is an appallingly dressed. <laughs> yeah, he wears like shoes far too big for him. He like, has to. Course. He's trying to be a nice dad. That's true. Yeah, course <laughs> and a roll neck, massive roll neck. <laughs> Surprised he doesn't have like a really bad picture like pinned to his back like you would stick it on a fridge. Like of like a house. Maybe maybe his daughter's getting back at him for like spending loads of time away in her childhood and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Colombia. Lovely story coming out of Colombia. Oh Colombia. Oh yes, Freddie Rincon. Not often you say that. <laughs> Remember Freddie Rincon, Jim? Yeah. From a long time ago. <laughs> from I a do, long yes. time ago. He's forty six now. That's why it was a long time ago. He's come out of retirement. <laughs> what? Yeah, the former Napoli and Real Madrid man who um, scored one of my favourite World Cup goals ever against mm. West Germany in 1990. Mm. Uh, retired in 2004, finishing at Corinthians in Brazil. Got 84 international caps for a club, but he's coming out of retirement. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got a club. <laughs> yeah, he does. I like Freddie Rigg. I think he's going back to the club he yeah, yeah, played yeah, yeah. his best years at, mm. Club America or something like that. Mm, totally. But he, I, I like Freddie Rigg and a good midfield player and, and World Cup 90 and 94 as well. But, yeah. but um, I sort of do draw the line at former Real Madrid midfield player. I mean, he played like ten times. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, wasn't yeah. much. He wasn't much. But um, I think he's basically what he's doing is he's trying to get in the Demon Death Hall of Fame, yeah. isn't he? He's trying to get our attention, <laughs> Big time. get in there. Him, well, and, him and Valderrama in that midfield. Get Valderrama back out. Do you think? Yeah, big time. Yeah, younger. 
Oh, which about, Valderrama brother that's enough let's not go there um, and before we go to um, Peter's game we've got to talk about the World Club Cup where, where Corinthians beat Chelsea 1-0 Gary Cahill sent off but the big news from that uh, whole sh- thing for me was that uh, FIFA were charging £24 a programme go on go on <laughs> here we go Woo! £24 why wouldn't you just round up to 25 points. Come on, you free a monkey. Free a monkey. A monkey's five hundred. Is it? Oh. Yeah. It's a pony. Is it? A pony's two fifty. Bloody A pony's fifty. Man. I thought I a monkey know. was a hundred. No, that's five hundred. That makes so little sense to any sort of American or Australian <laughs> listeners. Yeah, that's true. It's a cockney. Oh, I like. I like think they give you a good slap in the face as well with it. Cahill sending off. Yeah, they really, didn't really do much. The South American players for Chelsea were gutted, weren't they? Yeah, well, what, what, Lewis was in tears. I yeah. think what was what was really interesting about that was the way Corinthians celebrated with the sort of the, you know the, the management just running onto the pitch, everyone going absolutely nuts. I just can't imagine it having been like that if Chelsea had won it. It's just it no. just does it clearly doesn't mean the same. Well, really, but the, the reaction to the Corinthians goal was was nuts. Well, I did a bit of reading around it, and they said that it, for them it's as big as the uh, Libertadores final. Do you think it's because they are frustrated by the European? Perception that the South American leagues are inferior. Yes, I'd say so. Yeah, I, 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 they, it just means so much to them. And Luis was in. But do you think that's years. why it means so well, much? Because there's a perceived European superiority. Basically, mm. I, I don't know. I don't know the history behind it. But I, what I do know is they they absolutely love it. They, they, they take it more it. seriously but, that, but what I did like actually when Barcelona were in the do you finals, think it's because it's a game of football <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just, and that's yeah. how they react to any game of football yeah, that's very true I mean I, what I liked about when Barcelona played they took it seriously when Barcelona yeah. beat Estudiantes 2-1 Messi scored uh, uh, after extra time you know they celebrated oh, of course they quite, beat Santos as well didn't they yeah, 4-0 quite, quite easily yeah and Pele didn't come on <laughs> oh yeah Otherwise it would have been 4-1 <laughs> right, yeah, they they Clearly they don't take it that seriously <laughs> oh, I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, And we're going to go to Pete's game after this Good news Ramblers We have a betting partner And our betting partner William Hill Are offering to match any sporting bet From £10 to £25 When you, a listener to the Football Ramble Open a new William Hill sports account Go to thefootballramble.com Slash William Hill To find out more and claim your free bet now <clears throat> I ran out of uh, names for quizzes. Thank you to all of you that uh, got in touch and uh, also chatted to me at uh, the Football Ramble Drinks at the weekend who uh, suggested like a million um, ones that I forgot instantly. Um, Chris Pryor did email me with Quinn Hughes or Law. Win, lose, or draw. Nice. Strong. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, yeah. Mark. No, that's it's stronger than anyone I've ever done. That is economical writing. Yeah, Quinn Hughes or Law is very good. Very good. <laughs> Are we using that one? Yes. Okay, well, let's go then. <laughs> I was and am Dutch. Stop. Pierre van Hooydonk. <laughs> no, not Pierre van Hooydonk. God, I was on a Cassie Raggy roll. <laughs> 39 appearances from my Premier League club, 39 games and one goal, that Stop. is. Stop. Winston Bogard. No. Ah, <laughs> lovely. Stop. <laughs> Glenn Helder. Glenn Helder. Oh, yes! Jimbo. Mother... Easy. Well done, mate. I played in Dennis Burkham's last ever game in 1999. I had terrible, pro- terrible problems relating to compulsive gambling. I continue to gamble, and I have represented the Netherlands in various poker tournaments. <coughs> a psychological investigation once concluded that I suffer from a narcissistic personality disorder with hints of borderline. Is this just my- you now? I myself disagree with this conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, he, um, he's, a, he's a drummer in a band, Glenn Helder. Is he? Yeah, he's, he's well into, uh, his, yeah. into his drums. I just you're not getting confused not... with Matt Helder's <laughs> the, uh, <Arthur laughs> Monkeys drummer thing. No, definitely not. Could be related. They're not. No, you never know. Oh, They've got different surnames. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, ooh, correspondence time, is it? 
Yes, yeah. it is. Go on, um, then, I'm back now, so I've done this correspondence thing again. Hurry up, then. Because um, you don't talk enough. The question. <laughs> <laughs> the question this week was. Uh, what Luke's dead. <laughs> oh, oh, he didn't like that. Oh, he didn't like that one. Because he's alive. I am here. Uh, the question this week was what should Pep Guardiola do now he's you know for his next job mm. basically and I'll ask you guys to have a think about it as well so maybe you could chip in uh, at some point the first answer Pete you'll be pleased to know from Richard Cook was replace Luke on the ramble because he's dead oh, oh, it's oh. alright when we do it uh, Mar- yeah exactly he didn't we even have know to me. Yeah. <laughs> even know me. Uh, Marky Thomas very uh, very personally says Jamie Redknapp should worry about his M&S contract oh yeah, mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, come on if there's one man who rocks a suit better than Redknapp no, it's true it's big yeah. pet not just that a nice little um, soft cardigan as well he likes yeah. a cardigan mm. likes a jumper likes a v-neck um, Conan says he should run a shop smelling smelling <laughs> Conan says he should run a shop selling small ornamental curios which he would then call bricka bracka tiki taka <laughs> ah yeah I like that <laughs> <laughs> uh, Warren Sony says he should be an architect he's already got the polo neck jumper collection just add spectacles and a sob <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I like that. Ben McAleer says Christmas temping in retail. He loves his short term contract, so it would be perfect. <laughs> yeah, He's practically thinking. Yeah, practically thinking. I'm really, glad you're back really now, Luke. Really <laughs> Half uh, an hour at the show. <laughs> Ray Bradshaw would like him to take Joseph Desiree job for a Pizza Hut buffet. What? <laughs> is it like. Um, Not really a job, oh, is it? Oh, and the next yeah. job. Um, right, okay. okay right. And uh, Zhao says he should be Udinese's replacement fan in case the one they've got can't make it to the next away. Oh, <laughs> Anthony Scully <laughs> who I don't know really how he gets through the day chips in with doesn't matter what job he takes he'll get sacked after a year I could have managed Barcelona with that team some prick is managing them now and they're going to walk the Spanish league <laughs> <laughs> he sounds fun <laughs> Anthony Scully ladies business, yeah. business Scully we call yeah. him um, but yeah what <laughs> skull diggery going on another question like that next week yeah excellent Anthony Scully eh? thanks for that people Scullo one of Britain's <laughs> one of Britain's finest young minds <laughs> Yeah, polymath. <laughs> That's actually what you wrote on your Twitter profile. Yeah. <laughs> Noy. Ladies and gentlemen, it's profile time. Oh, yes, it is. Damn it all. Are we going back? We're going back a long way with this one. We're going for one of the uh, most important men in the uh, the history of Italian football. It's William Garbutt. All right. Tell us more. I will have to. Otherwise, as if we haven't him. independently researched him. <laughs> Is he related to Vingar, but the um, Teesside folk singer? Uh huh. Um, <laughs> and, and then he comes to the Demon Dance That's all you need. Uh, he was born on the 9th of January, 1883. Oh. <laughs> 84 years before the summer of love. Top maths. Mm. Goodness me. If that is Poly correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we never check his workings out. Yeah. He actually died before the summer of love. God. Um, uh, I've ruined the big finale. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised that it went ahead. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Close the Dean Windows Hall of Fame forever. This is too Burn sad. It down. Do you reckon that's what he said in his deathbed? <laughs> oh, I thought he made the summer love. <laughs> I know it's coming as well. <laughs> yeah. I could smell the hippies. Feel it in my elbow. Oh. <laughs> now then, um, the origins of, of Italian football, or, or calcio as, as uh, they call it, feature a large number of Englishmen. Damn it all. James Richardson. Um, well. <laughs> And you're not far off, Jim, with that, but more on that in just a moment. <laughs> uh, one of the most important uh, of these Englishmen, and touted by many as the first manager in the history of, of Italian football, is William Garbutt. 
Now, he was born, as I said, in 1883. He joined the Royal Artillery as a young man, but would soon be playing football. So he had a, he had a proper career before becoming a manager. And he was a decent player, turned out for Reading, Woolwich Arsenal and Blackburn. Represented the English League in a match against the Scottish League back in the day, which was uh, very big business, mm. considering that international football really hadn't gotten underway. Injury put a stop to his playing career at the age of 29. Now, in the meantime, um, football was spreading uh, in Italy, mostly due to English sailors and travellers and whatnot who had passed by uh, Italy um, and he moved to Genoa to work on the docks to make a bit of money for his family that was a very active dock and a bit of money to be made there mm. um, and the city port was uh, very busy and this helped football to grow there Genoa it's a very um, unusual just life move isn't it it, it is seems so it? strange now. but you think of um, in the 80s um uh, manual labours in England going to Germany yeah I guess so I've read his own pet I've read his own pet bringing Pete into the conversation <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> I'm walking up what <laughs> Pete, Pete you're a manual labourer what do you think about it <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine sort of like being in, in a country that's like not really out of football yeah, and, I know. And trying to have a game. It's oh, crazy. shall we play football? What's football? Yeah. Oh, I'll show you. Yeah. yeah. And then a dance ensues. <laughs> <laughs> and a musical number. <laughs> well, it's kind of his. The, the but then he's like, not without like, the other You'd be bit. teaching people the rules, and then you go, oh, was that a goal I just got? And you're like, no. No. <laughs> yeah. no I, I score the goals. <laughs> <laughs> you guys uh, haven't learned to do them and yet. Th- an hour after it, who would you say is the best player here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Genoa soon had uh, a, a football team or a sports club. Really, um, when the club actually first formed, they had they had a rule. I mean, this is just so bloody English back in the day. They had a rule that no Italians could be members. Yeah. It's just shocking behaviour, isn't it? <laughs> um, which is one of the reasons why cricket became quite popular amongst the locals at the time. Now this was this, a, this is very nearly the beginning of Italian cricket. This profile yeah. <laughs> is it a very defensive game? It, well, yeah, cricket? that's right. Yeah, very low scoring <laughs> runs and all that kind of stuff. Um, now this was all uh, really until a man called James Richardson Spensley. <laughs> I don't even want to think how corrupt Italian cricket would be. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Italian boxing? Let's not even go there. <laughs> yeah. um, so, yeah, um, James Richardson Spensley came along and changed all that, um, along with Garbutt. He's one of the most important figures in the early development of the game. Spensley opened the door for Italians to play for Genoa and was quick to turn them into the, uh, the dominant side, winning a number of championships in the league's early form. Now, Spensley, uh, um, sadly, on World War One duty, died. Um, but two, a couple of years later... Um, Garber arrived in Genoa and uh, would carry on his great work and it's, 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 un- it's, it's a strange one with Spencer because it's kind of unclear what his role was at Genoa mm. if you look at his, his record he played um, from you know 1897 or something like that to 1908 or whatever it was I can't quite remember um, but it also said he kind of managed them at that time but in, in Italian football back then they didn't really have managers so mm. I suppose he was just the gobbiest one or something I don't know or the one who <laughs> knew how to play the game or mm. whatever it was so uh, so he was a player but as I say kind of a manager as well but not officially so when Garbutt came along he officially became the first manager in the club's history and many people say he was the first manager in the history of culture the Italian game and he revolutionised Genoa, quickly introduced um, uh, different approaches to training with the emphasis on tactics and physical fitness. Now, Italy's quite well known for its tactical innovations throughout the years, and then still, you could argue. But he was one of the first to get that process underway. And uh, even little things, you know, some reports say that he installed hot showers into the dressing rooms, you know, which was kind of unheard of. He, he also introduced uh, paid transfers to Italy. That was unheard of as well back then. As in, pay me. 
Yes, yeah. <laughs> transfer. That's right. Yeah, yeah, bungs. Yeah. Um, uh, no, 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 not at all. So, uh, also, the first um, uh, time an Italian played abroad was Genoa when they went to play his uh, old side Reading back in England. Well, I often wonder when you st- when if he, so Garbert is the first guy goes to Italy, starts this this football team in Genoa. It's almost like it's pointless. Cause well, Spensley was the first one, but Garbert but, really but, took him. To but who are they going to play? Well, they, they have to wait for another team to start. It's like when they say <laughs> the first ever station on the London Underground was Baker Street. Well, where's it going? Mm. Yeah, well, but presumably no, they, they had a plan the to build club. others. Well, I suppose yeah, so. they they it's just the one they finished. No, first, hang on, they weren't the first club. He was the first manager. Right. Okay. So there right. were other clubs. There was there was a league there. Um, so because Spensley won the title a number of times with Genoa, but when he left. They'd gone a few years without winning the league, so when um, Garbutt turned up and put these uh, training regimes in and whatnot, he revolutionised the team, and then they started winning uh, championships. I think he won three while he was there. The last one coming in 1924, which was the last time Genoa won a championship. Um, Is it really? Yeah, 1924. But despite that, thanks to Spencer and Garbutt, Genoa have won nine championships, I think that's right, which is only um, bettered by Milan, Inter and Juventus. But they haven't won one since 24. No, which shows you how dominant and how important these guys were back in the day. Knew their kit was good. Yeah, exactly. In 1927, he became the first manager in Roma's history. He won won them the cup there. He was there for a couple of years. They moved on to Napoli. He wasn't their first one, though. That had already been done. Um, His success wasn't limited to Italy. In 1935, he... went to uh, Athletic Bilbao and won um, the Spanish Championship beating Real Madrid to the title quite um, sensationally but due to the Spanish Civil War breaking out he moved back to Italy with Milan wasn't at Milan very long and then he was back at his beloved Genoa World War 2 broke out and it's, it's so funny with managers back in the day because you know the breakouts of war and all the rest of it had such an effect on their careers obviously yeah. and so your job has very little uses <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, combat yeah, yeah. So oh, for obvious, re- obvious reasons Took a break from uh, from Italian football But was back at Genoa in, in 1946 when, when the club weren't um, in such a good way And uh, finished managing the club in uh, 1948 um, He's still very highly revered in, in, in Genoa And parts of Italy He was nicknamed uh, Il Mister mm. The Mister Because uh, obviously that's what he would have everybody call him And, and, and he was a very sickly man He was <laughs> And so uh, <laughs> Very good Jim um, well. And uh, still uh, Players to this day in Italy Call their manager Mister Because of him That's brilliant Which yeah. is incredible so I suppose it's something like gaffer I suppose Who yeah, knows true. where that came from It's one of those gaffer things that has gone into the language Gaffer tape I hope so I hope not, I hope not. Yeah, yeah, I hope with you on that Rather, uh, yeah. but, um, but when he died um, In England It wasn't reported on at all Because nobody really knew him But in Italy It was almost like a day of mourning right. He was so popular there mm. And so well known And they're so grateful for him And as I say Spencer as well But Gar- it's Garbutt's profile um, uh, What an amazing uh, man And he's such an important figure In the history of the Italian game And he's coming mm. in the Well done Chuck Without him, there's no way Italy would have battered us in the quarterfinal Euro. <laughs> 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 well that's the end of the show kids I hope you had a nice time if you want to email us the, sh- the, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com the twitter is at footballramble and the website is thefootballramble.com yeah and thanks to everyone who came to the Ramble drinks for Christmas mm, on, on the 15th it was a lot of fun great to see so many uh, smiling faces so many Ramble t-shirts as well um, yeah so yeah thanks I had a proper indeed. laugh and this is the last show of the year yeah, yeah. due to the calendar we uh, <laughs> we won't be here recording next week it's Christmas Eve we have no control over the calendar and then it's yeah. New Year's yeah. Eve well sadly the Mayans do so this is the last show yeah. uh, ever because oh. end of the world on Friday was that right so yeah shall we have a kiss yeah <laughs> sorry I didn't mean that um, <laughs> so yeah blame the Mayans yeah. blame the calendar so we'll be back, we'll be back, back about the 7th of Jan or something like that something seven, like that yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so have a uh, have a Merry Christmas uh, yeah, say goodbye Jim uh, Merry Christmas Happy New Year goodbye Pete
Laters. And uh, goodbye. And what Jim said. Have a good one, We'll see you in 2013. When you mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.